Hey everybody, welcome to the 25th episode of Technobabble, the silver anniversary episode. Woo-hoo! I'm your host Mike King and joining me as always is Rich Reader. Hey, hey, I am excited because this anniversary episode we are actually testing out an entire new setup. We've spent the past probably three and a half hours on the internet talking to each other via Skype, via Hangouts, uh, checking on YouTube, testing, streaming, doing all sorts of different things. And we are actually testing a video format as well. So uh, say hi, Mike. Wave hi to the people. Hey. So uh, we've got Mike and myself here also recording on video and audio at the same time. We're doing uh, everything on the fly, so this should be interesting. Mike, what do we... Uh... <laughs> Don't forget you're on video now, so the people can see you just rolling away from the camera. Well, I have to because my phone is at 4% despite your power-saving measures. Oh, well, it should stay there. Just turn down the brightness. We'll figure this out as we go. So, uh, Mike, what, uh, what do we have this week for the episode other than than chaos <laughs> well i plugged it directly into my power amp charger which is like a 2.6 amp rather than the uh rather than my computer which apparently oh it goes so slow, the power yeah. amp on that is not great yeah so slow so we're gonna hopefully see how that works and uh oh boy if you could see where this camera is precariously positioned it is like bouncing on the lip of a cardboard box. Yes, so we had to go through a lot of different um, trial and error things with Mike's camera because he doesn't have a webcam. I recently went out and got a Logitech C920 or 922. I got a really good deal on it. Uh, if you want Mike to so... get a good camera, patreon.com slash geekfallout. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, let's let's get this episode rolling. What do we have this week, Mike? What's uh, what's getting your uh, your geek flag flying? Oh, there are so I love the fact that we are like creating electric vehicles. I I really want to see them permeate the market, become super affordable. And in Europe, well, that's happening because the Microlino EV is now street legal in Europe and moving into production. Now, what the hell is a Microlino? You may ask. Well, you may have seen them before in the '50s classic bubble cars. So in particular, kinda, the BMW Isetta. Yeah, which is, do you have any idea? Well, right now it is going to be estimated. It's uh, going to be about 1,400 U.S. or 12, no, yeah, 14,000 U.S. or 12,000 euros. That's pretty good. Would you oh, buy yeah. that? And it seats two people, right? Yep. And it is an electric car which means that it weighs about 450 kilograms without the battery and passenger and has a maximum speed of 90 miles an hour or 55 yeah 90 90 kilometers an hour or 55 miles per hour and it has a you have the option of what battery you want the 120 or 200 kilometer battery wow and it says it can be charged in 4 hours using a conventional power socket so, so you just have to run an extension cord from your house and there you go that's pretty interesting. And do you know one of the uh, the most famous version of that car, like the most famous person to uh, drive that car? Steve 
No, the closest thing I can think of is the uh, the Mini Cooper from the Italian job, but that's a different car. Um, Steve Urkel at your service. Steve Urkel at your service. Did I do that? Steve Urkel drove a Microlino? No, an Izetta, a BMW Izetta, which it's based off of is what I'm saying. Right. You oh. just plowed right through the, that part of it. But it, it, I love the look of this car. Uh, it is so cool. I am a huge fan of uh, bubble cars, small compact car. I love the smaller, the better. I had a dream when I was growing up of getting the original, um, the original Mini. They were so great. There was a place here in Ottawa uh, called Mr. Mini where they actually used to sell them. And they had a couple there. And I remember going with, uh, with a friend when I was younger who was able to drive and I wasn't. But uh, they drove me there. I was probably about 11 years old or something like that. And uh, we drove out there and checked out the cars. And I got to sit in one. And they're just they're so cool. I love the idea of these small little cars. I also like the idea that they turned this one, though, into a four-wheeler. Wasn't the Isetta a three-wheeler? Am I wrong about that? I could be wrong uh, about that. There was a... Wait, wait. Aren't they in uh, India or China and they're called tuk-tuks? What? But those are gas-powered ones. No, I'm talking... No, the BMW Isetta. I don't see I'm anything is, of that here. How about oh, no, you that was it up since you have the amazing screen? That was a four... Yeah, I already did. Anyway, this thing is adorable. I love it. And uh, viewers of the uh, video version will now be seeing pictures and quite possibly videos of this uh, beautiful tiny bubble car. Mike, would uh, you would you get uh, a bubble car like this? You know, if it was like... Because this is smaller than 10, a smart car. If it was 10,000, I could probably see this as a nice car for me. 10,000 American though, right? Yeah, which would probably be what twelve thousand, thirteen hundred American uh, Canadian. Oh, probably more. I'm sure yeah, that would be I, very. I love the concept, like the. Still, uh, it would be oh not to, yeah thirteen thousand dollars and thirteen thousand eighty four dollars and twenty five cents. Wow, that twenty five. Can, can we talk? Can, you, can I talk you down that twenty five cents? <laughs> I mean, money's tight. That's also without fees or anything else at all, right? So, but I'd say that that's not a bad little deal for a tiny car. The thing that I find a little weird is it's it's almost like it's great and it's tiny and it's small, but like I feel like they could because the back end of it, if you look at it, the back end kind of squeezes in a little bit. Whereas I feel like if they made it more, um, you know, 90 degree angles or whatever, like boxy, more boxy. In, in a sense, you would have gotten maybe a, a couple of uh, half a cubic foot or you would have gotten a slight amount more space in the trunk or in you the back area. You could actually fit like a mattress if you're moving. Well, I wasn't thinking that, but I'm thinking, you know, a, a couple more groceries. I do like the fridge door design. So this, much like the BMW Izetta or the Steve Urkel car, if you don't know what it is, it opens from the front like an old fridge, like the kind of fridge that, say, I don't know, you would jump into if you were trying to survive a nuclear blast, something like that. Yes, it has a fridge face. <laughs> yeah. A face only a fridge would love. <laughs> <laughs> So did it, does it uh, happen to say when this is going to be going on sale? 
Oh my gosh, uh, look at the cute little trunk. Did you see the cute little trunk? It says it's going to be the first models will be rolling into the streets by early 2018. Hmm. I feel like that's probably been delayed. I just have just a terrible, terrible feeling. Yeah, it says 2018, but the article was, just in case you think I'm reading an old article, it says it was released, the article was released in July 30th of 2018. So I don't know what early 2018 means to this guy. Yeah, exactly. Well, obviously not, uh, not what early 2018 actually is. I'm trying to look at some of the uh, the pictures here of this thing, and it's just, it's so adorable. Well, actually, you know what? The trunk, they show, so in the trunk, they have a picture of it, and uh, there's actually quite a bit of room. It looks like you could fit a couple of two fours in there. I'd say probably like three two fours. Uh, it's wide. got a bench seat in the front. Yes, full bench seat. And it's got odd headrests. Yes, the headrests, like uh, they, they, um, the, they match the headlights. Yeah, it has headlight headrests. Yeah. And you know what? The dash is actually super cool looking. I really like the simplified dash and the uh, the LED strip lighting on the sides. It's uh, it's quite nice. The only thing that I would be really worried about in a car this tiny, also, if you notice, it's got a cabrio top, which is super cool. And the headlights on the back of the headlights is your rear view mirrors on the sides. But uh, I'd be worried about it fogging up really quickly. I'm worried that it doesn't have a glove compartment. Well, it definitely doesn't. You, where, where you would, it's probably got uh, side... Uh, passenger side? Would, no, was, where pockets. most glove compartments are? No, just pockets in the side. Uh, in the side like right it beside doesn't me. even have a cup. I don't even think it has a cup holder on the driver's side. I'm looking at it through the sunroof, and I don't see a cup holder. I see, a, yep. I see the gear shift. Yeah, exactly. Oh, there's, the bloom is coming off the rose already. But yeah, you know thing, what, though? You, I, I would not fit in this thing. You would, you skinny little bastard. But me, I'd have to. You'd be surprised, I, I, man. I, I, You'd be surprised. Have you Have you ever sat in a smart car? No. Did you ever think you could fit in a smart car? No. I know. Uh, I mean, I myself, I drove one for work for a few months, and I freaking love them. If I could buy a smart car today, if it was practical for me to have another car, if we were in the situation where we needed a second car and it could be just a two-seater, I would totally get it. I, I love them. They're so much fun to drive, aside from a little bit of jerkiness. But they're so much fun. And uh, one of my buddies I used to work with, he w came and drove one with me. He was six foot six, and he could fit in it perfectly and have room. He still had a bit of headroom. And he's six six and like 220 pounds or 230 pounds. So I'm pretty sure you could fit in one of those. And if you could fit in one of those... I bet you you could probably fit in this. Plus, you say that, but when you're looking over the sunroof, look at the big problem. Look at the look leg at space in front of the seats. What happens about an inch or two away from the seat? Uh, oh, it 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 comes in. Yeah, your leg room, your knees. Yeah, which means that my legs are now forced off well, to the side. This could also be, um, well, not not actually that bad because technically you're only using one foot to drive so it wouldn't be that bad i still but, have an extra foot rich yes, it has to go somewhere yeah i feel like that's also perspective like it's probably not that bad it's not perspective it doesn't come off i'm stuck with it rich no i but, need to put it somewhere when i'm driving no what i'm saying is the actual like inside the car 
the the amount that the sides come in and and where it looks like it's going to kind of block your knees and hit your knees a little bit with the sides it looks a little cramped i don't think it's as bad as it looks and i feel like it wouldn't be too cramped also if you have a car that tiny you're most likely traveling alone 90% of the time i better be because it looks so, like it's only a one it looks like it's only it's, a driver car this to me is now. for this is for you know like the the lonely a uh, person who you know can't get a date, and so they go everywhere with their dog. This—that's what this is for. <laughs> the European the, with a dog. Yeah, the lonely European, the alone, the lonely Italian guy that goes everywhere with his dog, but he—he's making too much money to have to go around on a little scooter. <laughs> I, you know what though, I really like this thing. Unfortunately, uh, this there's no way that this is ever going to come to America. You would have to import this. Um, but I would love to see more bubble cars on the road. Um, I've been to Europe recently. Their roads over there really call for something more like this. Uh, so smaller cars make sense over in Europe. And that's where the bubble car was originally uh, <laughs> popular, right? So... I'm looking at one of the pictures and it says three microlinos can fit into a single car space. Yep. You can actually uh, park this. So one of the, uh, if you watch the little video for it as well, you drive this straight into the curb and then you just get out right onto the curb because the door opens in front of you, right? So you can walk out from the car, from your seat, straight onto the curb. Yeah, that's good. I can it's, see that would definitely save parking spaces on the sides of the road. Exactly. And that and they uh the video had them actually parking between two parallel parked cars and he just the person the driver drove straight into the curb, opened the door and got out and it was like just big enough where the this microlina could fit in between the two cars. So the other guy one guy has to like now reverse a crap ton and hope that the guy behind him doesn't box him in. <laughs> Otherwise, he's going to have to like try and pick up this microlina and move it, you know? <laughs> well, the good thing is you can, probably. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty tiny. You could probably the at least is so, lift it a little bit. The sunroof is like a little awning. Well, that's uh, that's the, the uh, European Cabrio style, actually, uh, made famous by the, what is it, the C2, the CC2? uh what was it opal no citroen citroen cv2 cc2 c2 anyway it was the farmer's car uh that made it famous and they did that specifically so that when the farmers were going uh down the roads and whatnot in the fields they could open that and it wouldn't crush their hats because <laughs> you because you need your hat while you're driving well if you're a farmer you do of course I, I think like the one the big reason why these cars won't be street legal ever in North America is because if it gets hit by an actual car, it 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 will it the big the biggest hazard is that this will now bounce into the street into the so, sidewalk. It becomes this, a big metal rubber ball. While I agree with you, this is my issue with your statement. It is this is a real car, and there are other larger cars in Europe. And it's street legal there. The difference is it, if this was to come to America and be street legal, they would most likely have to put, um, uh, much like they did on the uh, 1980s uh, Lamborghini Countach and 
one of the follow-ups. I think it might have been the Diablo or something. But when it comes over to America, they have to put an extra bumper on it. And it uglifies the shit out of them. So yeah, my guess noticed. is they would have this to put an extra bumper. bumper. Sorry? I just noticed this thing doesn't have a bumper on it. Well, the bumper is technically uh, built in, would be my guess. It's underneath a body panel. Because a bumper is just like, you know, like nowadays you don't even see bumpers, right? It's just molded into the front fascia of the car. You don't necessarily, like, you're just like, oh, the whole front of the car is the bumper. Like, I know where the bumper would be. It's not like it used to be where you, there's a clear, like, blo rectangular block on the front of the fucking car, right? <laughs> like, they're, 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 you know, smoothed out and built into it, so. But uh, I really I'm like getting, this car. I'm only around old cars. I freaking love this car, and I would love to see it in person. So I hope they release it, and I hope I get to see it when I go back to Europe sometime, because... That is super, super cool. What do you got next, buddy? Well, the cool thing is that it not only is it showing what you're doing with new electric batteries, but the question is, what the hell do you do with the other car batteries? And the good news is, is that you can use them to line your home with the Sweet. Nissan Solar and Storage System. It allows homeowners to generate store and charge EVs with their own renewable energy, which can reduce household energy bills by an estimated 66%. So 66.6%? That's the devil. <laughs> Foosball is the devil. More than 880,000 people in the UK are already using solar panels and this fully integrated solution to bring a fresh opportunity to grow this number exponentially over the years. So that's Europe. But how friggin' awesome is this? Technical difficulties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Nissan is now entering the space dominated by the Tesla, which allows customers to buy solar panels, home battery storage systems, electric cars all under one roof. And after acquiring Solar City, Musk noted that the purchase of the solar energy company was in the pursuit of the same overarching goal of sustainable energy. I really like... Uh things like this i i noticed this a while ago because i've been researching the um the nissan leaf for a while now um both my wife and i uh agree that the next car we get is either going to be a rage range extended hybrid um a la the bmw i3 rex or the chevrolet volt or we're going to get a long range uh, electric car and have a smaller, either have a smaller uh, second gas car or maybe just rent one every once in a while. But I've been researching the crap out of the Nissan Leaf because the new one just came out. And I got to tell you, this type of stuff is freaking amazing. I love that Nissan is doing this. I wish that more companies would do it. But it's great that Nissan is doing it because they already have so many cars out there, right? Like the Nissan Leaf has been on sale now since 2011, I believe, in North America. And so there's all of these model years that, you know, have uh, depleting batteries. And now you can buy a new battery and you can donate your old battery. And by donate, I mean swap out. They're going to take it anyway. Uh, but it gets to be used for something else. Um, you know, And they, they go to things like the Reborn Light, yeah. which is like a solar-powered street lamp that uses recycled leaf batteries to store energy that they to, to uh, discharge the energy they stored during the day. That would be great. So solar-powered street lamps. 
That is the concept sounds stupid, but only if you don't know how batteries exist. Well, not even that, but I mean, like, if you think about how much power a a city uses just on the streetlights alone, it's it's got to be insane. You know what I mean? And, and now we really won't need to reduce the amount of power we're using in this world, and or at least how what where the power is coming from at a very minimum. You know what I mean? Most of the time, we don't even need a lot of these streetlights, unfortunately, and they're just there because, you know, covering your butt for lawsuits or something, I guess. But there's, I say there's too many, and we don't need that many most of the time, but whatever. I, I love projects like this. Nissan is doing great things. The, the Nissan Leaf is going to be an amazingly, uh, amazingly popular electric car over the next couple of years, especially once it's a bigger battery comes in as well. So this is just going to be incredible. Uh, Got to give it to Nissan. Would you, uh, would you get solar panels on your roof? If I wasn't paying. If you weren't paying for them? Why to to dude? I'm a podcaster. That's my job. I mean, yeah, sure. I would love to have solar panels contribute to the betterment of the world, but you know, contributing to the betterment of the world, it's it's a little detrimental. <laughs> I guess that's a fair point. So with uh with this too, the the interesting thing is actually, I believe I mentioned it a few episodes ago. Um, although I, I might not have, I don't remember. <laughs> uh, so when you actually go to replace your old Nissan Leaf battery from your Gen 1 or Gen, I think it's just Gen 1, uh, Nissan Leaf and get it replaced, they take the old battery as a part of it, right? That's why it can get so cheap. I think it's something like $5,000 American to replace your battery with a brand new one. And they take that old battery and this is what they use it for, right? So not only are you now getting a new battery for $5,000, which can basically extend the life of your electric car for years, but you're also, you know, helping to put streetlights out there and helping to uh, build more reliable, sustainable uh, energy solutions. Yeah, Nissan is now doing home power systems. Cool. Much like the, uh, you know, like... You could get something like this if you didn't want to get a uh, Tesla Powerwall, right? It's basically the same thing. Some of the options that they're doing or some of the different products that they're going to be making out of the old Nissan Leaf batteries, one of them is something very similar to the Tesla Powerwall. So, could Yeah, because if you option. just think, I want to support clean energy initiatives, but I hate Elon Musk with his chiseled jaw and world-changing self-driven ability then I, I want to invest in the big companies that contributed to the downfall of the environment for the last 50 years on their own i was thinking more so, along yeah. the lines of uh the tesla powerwall is raisin bran and the nissan powerwall is the great value raisin and bran flake you know <laughs> copy or whatever <laughs> Like the Walmart brand, right? One is like cornflakes and the other special K. Somehow they're different. Yeah, exactly right. Well, it's the raisins. Come on, man. It's right in the name. Raisins. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> what else you got? 
Well, all this electricity is great, you know, where we're getting it from, but, you know, there's only so much sunlight, there's only so much wind. I mean, people are worried, like, I guess that's the only reason why they haven't taken off already, because people are worried that, you know, if we just keep absorbing energy from the wind, it's going to go away. Like, we're going to siphon it all away. But the good news is, is that there's another source of electricity out there, so you don't have to worry about draining the sun. And that is energy-producing bacteria. Oh. And there's an application for that, because what's the one place where you don't have sun and wind, but you're going to need power? Space! Pigs in the space? final frontier. Are we doing pigs in space now? Well... I don't know. They got dogs in space. They put monkeys in space. It's only a matter of time. Oh, you don't remember pigs in space, obviously. I know the Muppets. Fuck them. Okay. I was going to say, like, come on, man. Good Lord. <laughs> so, it turns out humans aren't the only ones that have figured out this electricity thing is pretty fucking awesome. It turns out bacteria do that, too, by producing structures that extend from their surface like wires to transfer electrons over distances. Scientists at Silicon Valley are exploring this phenomenon to use these microbes to perform essential functions on space missions, from generating electricity to treating wastewater or producing medicines. Because, you know, bacteria, they're great for a whole lot of things. Hmm. That is so true. The, and like they've recently launched them uh, as an experiment to the International Space Station, and that mission was launched uh, just at the end of July. Now, to appreciate the rare abilities, this bacterium is called Schoenella unadenesis, MR1. And you have to know what moving around electro electrons do with life. The transfer of electrons from one molecule to another is essential for all organisms because it produces the energy needed to survive. Now, the reason humans depend on oxygen is because of the chain reaction inside our cells powered by transferring electrons to molecules of oxygen. That's why we need the oxygen. That's what it's being used for. The same goes for anything else that breathes air, including Shawanella. But what makes this microorganism special is that it has a backup system that kicks in when you're in a low oxygen environment. And by you, I mean them. They keep calm and they keep on producing energy by using metals like iron and manganese instead. That's right. Bacteria have figured out metal conducts electricity. So they're trying to understand how it pulls off this feat. One way is through the formation of biofilms. In this, bacteria stick together, forming a thin film across a surface, kind of like graphene. You've heard about graphene, right? How people are loving the shit out of that? Molecular level, one layer, superconductive. These microbes already figured that shit out. Well, let's, uh, let's see if we can use this amazing new setup how much would you pack for a trip to mars yeah are you asking for some good news stuff to survive the long journey there and back but with current technology it would take up way too much space scientists at nasa's ames research center well i guess we're still having some technical difficulties i heard that part i just didn't hear anything before that that was interesting well if you heard some of that ladies and gentlemen 
Uh, you can check that out in the uh, links. <laughs> There's a little video that we'll put in there that is uh, how bacteria that can make electricity could help us colonize Mars. And um, I would like to say, uh, fucking duh. Of course it's going to help us colonize Mars. Anything that makes electricity is going to help us colonize Mars. Oh, it, and there's plenty of Earth uses for it to it, like, microbi like microbial fuel cells, wastewater treatment. Imagine that, getting, using this bacteria to not only break down Using this bacteria to not only break down and dissolve, but pretty fucking sweet. And also, shit like that going on in space, create can definitely help out our brave colonists. It's reducing waste, generating juice. Yeah, pretty fucking sweet. And growing poop potatoes, they'll also be having poop-powered nightlights. Wait, do you hate potatoes that badly? No, I hate poo. <laughs> nobody wants that. I'm, that I'm is pretty sure it doesn't transfer over. That is very, very, very bad news. However, so do you, do, you do, you need some, do you need something to cheer you up? I do. I do. I see. Good news, everyone. Indeed. Already electricity talk, but you know what the you know a problem we haven't quite conquered yet, Rich, with all of this electricity, it still takes so friggin' long to charge devices, and as we just found out from this friggin' episode already from my fucking phone, that even when it's plugged into a computer, still not enough electricity, not charging fast enough. And my tablet's actually doing the same thing. That's gonna change. That's gonna change. It's going, to change. it's going to change, Rich. The future of cell charge, the future of battery charging will change. And that's such good news. That good news comes from the University of Cambridge as they have identified a group of materials that can be used to make even higher power batteries charge within a matter of minutes. That's right, you heard me. Minutes. They use materials with a complex crystalline structure found that lithium ions move through them at rates that far exceed typical electromaterials. When it do not exist, do not result in higher energy densities when used in typical cycling rates, they come into their own for fast charging applications. Now, their physical structure and chemical behavior give researchers a valuable insight into how a safe, super-fast charging battery can be constructed and suggest that the solution to next-generation batteries will come from unconventional materials. In the simplest forms, batteries are made of three components. A positive electrode, a negative electrode, and an electrolyte. When a battery is charging, lithium ions are extracted from the positive electrode and they move through the crystalline structure to the negative electrode where they're stored. The faster this occurs, the faster the batteries can be charged. Now, typically, researchers have been trying to make the particles smaller. They go back to the idea is what was that? What was that? Rechurchers? Are they going back to church again? Well, yeah, because going the first time didn't do the job, so they got to go back to church. 
Now, the idea is if you make the distance the ions have to travel shorter, it should give you higher rate performance. But it's difficult to make a practical battery with nanoparticles. You get a lot more unwanted chemical reactions with the electrolytes, so then the battery doesn't last as long, plus it's expensive to make. Now, the new oxides used in the current work have a rigid open structure that don't trap the inserted lithium, and they have larger particle sizes than other electrode materials. And it says, most negative electrodes in current lithium atoms are made of graphite, which has a high energy density, but when charged at higher rates, tends to form spindly lithium metal fibers, which creates a, which could create a short circuit and cause batteries to catch fire and explode. Remember that, Rich? Remember exploding batteries? Yes, I do. Thanks, Samsung. <laughs> you better be careful your phone doesn't explode on you while you're charging it and using it. That's why I'm keeping it a nice, safe distance from me. Yep, so it says that in addition to the higher lithium transport rates, the new oxides are also simple to make. So while they may be only suited for certain applications, the important thing is to keep looking for new chemistries and materials. So they're not completely there yet, but they found some neat concepts that are definitely going to make this more viable. Well, we're getting there. And I mean, the, the sad thing is, is I mean, we've been getting there for a very, very long time. And uh, we don't seem to be getting there any faster. It is extremely annoying. But, uh, well, yeah. I'd say, the, I'd say the good news from that is that we haven't hit a completely stopping wall. It's kind of like the mirage that like looks like it's getting away from you. Yeah. Yeah, it's, that definitely is what this feels like, for sure. <laughs> because uh, they've been talking about graphene and supercapacitors and all of these things for so long and yet we are still not charging any faster but you know what can charge really fast mm -hmm. tell me the new hyundai kona electric mike have you heard of this car speaking of I electric have cars you you started off yours with the your, your little uh, newsreel with an electric car, and I'm going to start off mine with an electric car. We'll see whose is better. And, uh, spoiler well, alert, well, it's all right. mine. <laughs> it's, not it's, as, not as, uh, it's not as whimsical as the Microlino, that's for sure. It looks like an actual car. Yeah, it's, so it is, a, it is the exact same car as their regular Hyundai Kona, except now... Bavavoom, it's an electric drive car. Uh, Why does it have a PlayStation controller touchpad for the front bumper, for the grill? Uh, because um, reasons. Justified reasons. Is it to open up the map screen? Reasons. Justifiable <laughs> reasons. Many, many reasons. Art. On the front bumper? What are you talking about? The grill. Right under the logo. Oh, just the because. The link you have. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. It has a PlayStation touchpad on it. Let's. Oh, I. You're ridiculous. God. I see things, For man. Those who don't know. Nobody else does, but when I look at things, I see it there, and nobody else does. It's the truth, man. All I see is the truth. You sound like Jeff from Wizard 2.0. Um. For those who can't see this or who are too lazy to Google it, 
the PlayStation 4 controller has something of a uh, pattern on it that's almost kind of like fiber or not fiberglass. What's that? Uh, Kevlar kind of, I don't even know, like a steel. Kinda, yeah, steel with holes in it. Yeah, like... the steel floors there. And uh, so does the front of this car. And Mike's just being a jerk, nitpicking this car apart, even though it's way better than his. He's just being a dick about it because he knows it's going to beat his. So uh, this car is going to be able to uh, get around 400 plus kilometers. 400 plus kilometers, Mike, for a car that is, you know, and it, it's an SUV, so it's a little higher up there, but it's a smaller SUV. So the the uh, Hyundai Kona was brought out to compete with the uh uh, the Buick Encore, the Honda uh, HRV, and the Toyota um, TRV or B, the the HHR, or maybe I'm getting those confused. But the Mini HRR Homes, yeah, America's first serial killer. But it's come out to to compete with all of these new Mini SUVs that have been coming out over the past couple of years. But now they're adding an electric version to this. And they're not only adding an electric version with an extended range, but Mike, guess what? This is one of the first vehicles that's going to be able to charge faster than any other vehicle, possibly including the uh, earlier model Teslas. Maybe not the new, new ones, but the earlier model Teslas. It is Does it have a hypothetical lithium battery? It actually has a climate-controlled lithium battery, which is actually what makes this work. So because it's climate-controlled and they can keep it at a cooler temperature when it's charging faster and they can keep it at a warmer temperature when it's cooler outside to get a better uh, charge and a longer charge out of the actual battery. But now, because of that fact, you're able to charge it upwards of 100 kilowatt hours or 100 kilowatts hour in an hour. Or on hour or however they measure that but basically rich is, ha rich is having a stroke right now yes yes i am uh but it's basically going to be able to charge pretty much like twice as fast as most current cars can and it's going to be insane there's not a lot of infrastructure out there for it however those long road trips in an electric car will seem a lot shorter when you get to stop for half as long and you know what? This car actually has a bit of room in it. If you look at some of the uh, some of the different pictures, like the cabin looks nice. I like that looks like a completely regular normal car to me. You know what I mean? Don't you think, Mike? It no. does. It looks like it's actually got some leg room for yeah. both my legs. It's quite nice. I would totally drive that. Uh, my guess is it's going to be somewhere in the. Uh, you know, low 30s and up, probably getting close to the high 30s and early 40s in the near top of the line models. And that's probably American dollars, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, that's going to suck. However, being able to travel a minimum of, uh, well, not minimum, I guess it depends how you drive, but they've got it rated at somewhere between uh, 300 and 350 kilometers for the regular standard battery and the performance long range battery is rated at uh, 482 kilometers or up to 546 kilometers. 
which actually got... trumps most vehicles, including some of the Teslas out there and the Bolt. I wonder if they have a little blanket panels that you can like put on the roof, like a little tarp that you can use to charge this thing on the go. Just in case you're like doing cross country stuff. So quite often, uh, a you're you there's no way that you're going to be able to get enough of a charge for that to really matter. Like you might get well, a, well, no, but it would it would reduce your consumption on the road. No, but what I'm saying is you might only get like you'd probably get an extra, you know, couple miles, like less than ten miles, I would say. But most, uh, I believe, the way that it works is you can't actually. Um, you can't charge and drive at the same time. There's a lockout in most vehicles where it won't let you charge the batteries while you're using them. Huh. Yeah. So maybe in a hybrid that might work or, or in something like a Volt uh, that could work because it's a range extended vehicle, which I personally still believe they, they should have more. I love electric vehicles and I love that they're coming out with all these electric vehicles, but I really believe that... Uh, much like the Beyond and the Impossible Burger are the uh, transitions for meat eaters to becoming vegetarian and vegan, we need these range-extended hybrids for our people to, you know, get acclimated to range anxiety, basically. I would... I can't wait until that super meat stuff becomes public, because then we can turn vegans back into meat eaters, but without any of that ethical quandary stuff. Uh, well, I mean, it's not always about ethical quandaries for meat eaters, but, uh, yeah. There's a lot of them. You true. hear a lot of them, though. They'll, oh, they'll post those videos up on Facebook to let you know, like, oh, can you, can you imagine eating this thing, this? Can you imagine eating something that had a mother? Yeah, oh, dude, don't get me wrong. Like, I hear it all the time. I'm in multiple <laughs> vegan Facebook groups, and I know You wouldn't eat something vegans. capable of hugs, would you? Yeah. <laughs> something you like, can pet. Yeah, of course I would. That's how I get it. I trick it into thinking I get a hug and then... You're a terrible person. Uh, I'm, so also anyway, a, I'm also a full person. I think that... Uh, I personally think that the uh, Hyundai Kona is going to be the new kind of champ of the electric road, as it were, for the basic consumer. Because it's uh, it's not only going to be at a decent price but it is also an suv which are the um top selling category in uh automobiles 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 sir uh automobiles yeah, i think it's going to be awesome moving on a little bit of personal news uh, that relates to technology mike i upgraded to a switch I now have a Nintendo Switch, and um, it is amazing. It is great. I'm telling you, you're so funny. Mike's giving the uh, any anybody who's watching is is getting to see Mike's uh, over exaggerated expressions and IRL emojis he's creating with his face and hands, and this is just creepy. Uh, he's been watching too much for uh, the graveyard shift with Mike and Sheldon, available now on Podbean. <laughs> Um, but, uh, I'm yeah, sure if Sheldon just... listened to that, he'd be furious with you reversing the billing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, well, it's a good thing Mike doesn't listen to Not that. saying there's a reason it's Sheldon and Mike. Just saying there's probably a reason. It's a good thing Mike doesn't <laughs> listen to this show, but Sheldon's on it all the time. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying anymore. Switch is amazing. It's like 2 in the morning, people, so give us a break. But uh, the Switch has been amazing so far. I got a really good deal on it, Mike. I bought it used. I got it with, um, was it Mario the Aces, the tennis game? Uh, and then I bought uh, a used copy of Wee! video users are just like what is this guy doing i'm, I'm delirious i have i have richard's not... chair is now on a gimbal because he fucking loves those things <laughs> yeah. i am uh i am delirious uh we've been up now testing all of this for so long but the nintendo the nintendo switch is absolutely incredible it is so much fun to play i've got mario odyssey I recently got Rayman Legends. I got it for 20 freaking dollars used on Kijiji, which for you, America. I got it for free on the PlayStation Network, but go on. What? On the PlayStation Network. On the PlayStation Network. They give out monthly free games, and Rayman Legends was one of those free games. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. But, I mean, we don't have that yet on Switch, so fuck you. And it's not free because you pay for it, technically. So, it's not free. You're paying a monthly fee. This is not yes, free. a ridiculously cheap fee. Yeah, but for several for several big free games, still and small free games, still not free. Technically speaking, literally speaking, actually, it's not free. Technically speaking, it is free. However, I got it for twenty dollars for the Switch, which I was very proud of. It's a super fun game. I actually haven't played Rayman since Sega Saturn. Mike was the last oh, time that I wow. played Rayman on the Sega I it on, fucking Saturn. I played it on the Wii. Like Knights, night. What was that game? Do you remember Knights on the Sega Saturn? Barely. That's the one with that that, that jester, right? Yes, yes. Oh my god! And you like fly up and around in circles, and you're like, wee. I only saw the cover and thought that that would be a really great game if I ever played a Sega product. Oh, it was a it was an amazing game. But uh, I haven't played in a long time, and uh, Rayman has been keeping me busy. I got uh, Mario Odyssey, which is obviously incredible. I got that again used. I got I picked it up for 50 bucks before I even bought my Switch because I was like, you know what? I saw I you don't see it that cheap. I had to buy it. I had no choice. Mm. And then I also got uh Crash Insane uh trilogy, which is the remakes of the original Crash Bandicoot series. Have you played that on PlayStation? I tried playing the first one, but then I tried other games like Resident Evil and uh, RPGs, and I kind of gravitated towards that. I meant, have you played the remake trilogy on the PlayStation Network? Like, has it been no. one of their giveaways? I'm pretty sure it's yeah, it's out, but uh, I've got it queued up in my rentals. Oh, okay. Well, it's it's really good, and I bought it not only because. I grew up with Crash Bandicoot. I am a platform lover, as is evident by the fact that, uh, hmm, I don't know, maybe pretty much all of the games that I have for my Switch are all platformers. But um, not only do I love platformers, I actually am uh, an acquaintance, I want to say, like an online acquaintance with uh, the wife of one of the developers of the remake. Somebody who actually worked on remaking this game for the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One and Steam and the Switch. Somebody who was there in the fucking, in the tunnels, in the fucking, what do they call them? The trenches. The trenches. That's it. In the fucking trenches down there getting dirty. Uh, Jeremy. I don't know his last name. I'm guessing it's Murbeck. But 
Um, he worked on the game and I felt like I wanted to support somebody uh, and support a family whom I knew. And it's a great fucking game, man. They remade those games. They look so good in HD now. Oh my God, it's amazing. So uh, at some point in the future, you can expect that uh, Mike will probably be coming over to the Geek Fallout studio uh, in downtown Ottawa. And uh, we will be playing some Nintendo Switch. So that should be fun at some point in the future. Uh, and until then, uh, that's all I have for this episode. Um, I wanted to keep it nice and light for our test episode because uh, this could sound terrible. This might not work at all. The video may never come out. We don't know how this is going to turn out. So let's just end it here before we keep going on forever, Mike. <laughs> well, yeah, so you can check me out on all my other shows, which find me on Facebook. So you can see all my shows. I've got uh, The Graveyard Shift Horror with Sheldon and Mike. You can find that uh, that Facebook uh, where you get your podcast, the Playing With Power podcast, and the Taste Test. Now both have their own feeds. You can find those on uh, iTunes, Anchor, Google, blah, blah, blah. They have their own feeds now. That's that's fun. Look at you. Yeah, well, I had to I had to prepare just in case I couldn't get a new host for uh, for everything. So I managed to get some free feeds, and then I separated them. And now if you just want to get the taste test and hear us do skits and play old NES games, then check that out at the taste test. You can find it as uh, there's several podcasts with the taste test. I'm new to this. Fuck off. I'm new to this. It says the taste test retro gaming with flavor. That's the title you type in. Because there's too many podcasts just called the taste test. Taste test. Well, you can find me um, pretty much nowhere publicly. I guess uh, you can follow me on Instagram, I guess, really. But like, that's not really that fun. I don't really post to Twitter that often because no one ever talks to me and it's boring. Uh, um, and uh, I know that feel, bro. Yeah. So if uh, if you want to chat along with us, come on down to the Facebook page, facebook.com, facebook.com slash geek fallout. And I just noticed um, in the scroll, I have a scrolling ticker at the bottom lower third of the video that will be accompanying this. And it actually says factbook.com slash geek fallout. So we're just, we're just working out some of the kinks here. Uh, trying to try and move to a, a new medium for no reason other than we can. Um, so well, I, I don't know about, I, I can't really speak for our devices. But as for you, listeners, I think it is now safe for you to turn off your device. Am I supposed to stop? What the fuck was that? Someone, Someone has never listened to a, to a full episode of the show. Of the show. <laughs>